Welcome to Live with John Marie here at John Marie Healthy and Fit, where we bring you amazing stories from around the world every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Today's guest is Charlene Walters. She has an MBA, a PhD, she's an entrepreneur, coach, women's mentor, a trainer and author launched. Your Inner Entrepreneur book is being released this September. She's going to be on today to tell us all about how to become an entrepreneur, be successful in life, raise two young children, and have it all. Stay tuned for this amazing interview. There we go. Welcome, Charlene, to Live with Don Marie. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the warm welcome, and thank you for having me on. So... Exciting news. Which one should we talk about first? Oh my gosh. Um, We've got all kinds of stuff going on. I know. So I did your pre-introduction. You have an MBA, PhD. You're an entrepreneur. You're releasing your first book this I, September. So exciting. It is so exciting. I've been always wanted to be an author so this is you know the big one for me it's really exciting to have a book coming out and to be able to share my expertise and help women out there and entrepreneurs in general so it's really a fun time in my life for sure that's definitely absolutely a fun time for i think anybody in life um especially and i'm gonna have to say it especially women you know yeah. i really kind of feel like we're finally like owning ourselves again. And we became moms, you know, we had business prior, right? And then we became yeah. moms and wives. And it's kind of like you either just settle into the, the couch and you're happily ever after, or you're like you and me that are like, no, what am I gonna do next? Well, heck, I'm gonna go for it all. Yes, yeah, so we absolutely do that. We keep reinventing ourselves, and as women, we're tough, we're strong, we're able to balance, so entrepreneurship makes a lot of sense. Over 36% of the businesses in the U.S. are owned by women, so and more and more are joining in all the time. So we have what it takes. This is a great you know, opportunity, avenue for us professionally, so we're taking advantage, and it's nice to see. It's amazing, and I, I think it's fabulous because... Who doesn't want to work next to a powerful woman, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's go back a little bit and let our viewers know a little bit of your background history. So I did mention that um, you have two beautiful girls in the beginning of my opening. Tell me what that was like raising, you know, being business before, getting married, having children. Yeah, so it was, you know, I... I always wanted to work, like it's never been a question, and I always thought when I had kids I would never ever want to do anything but work, but then once I had that first baby, I was kind of like, hmm, I think I want to work from home now, you know, something mm -hmm. did change as I became a mom, so I started teaching, uh, after I went back to school to get my MBA, I decided to teach, and I thought that would be a nice way to stay home with my children, and I did that for a while, and then I decided to get my PhD, and then when my kids were just two and four, my husband actually passed away unexpectedly. I'm so sorry. So, 
it was it was a rough time, very, you know, very dramatic. So I totally had to reinvent myself, had to kind of take control of everything, become the mom, the dad, and I, you know, I kind of had been growing my career with my children. So as they've gotten bigger, I've taken on new responsibilities, new jobs, and it's interesting, you know, when life puts you in that kind of situation, you don't know what you're capable of. And I think many of the things I've gone on to do since that happened, I would have never done had my husband not passed away. So it's kind of a give and take. You know, you change and grow with whatever life throws at you, for sure. Well, you are definitely an inspiring author, mother, everything. I mean, most people dealing with a tragedy of a death in the family, especially a husband or a wife, that's very hard to come back from. And, you know, my hands are up to you and praising you right now because that is a that truly a very difficult thing to come back from. So how did you find the the power and the will to move forward? Was it family? Was it something just deep down inside of you that just knew you could do this? How did you accomplish coming over these obstacles? Yeah, so it's funny. Having little children when that happened obviously is not ideal, but because I had little children, I did not have time to feel sorry for myself. There's no telling a two and a four-year-old. You know, I, <laughs> I just don't feel like doing it today. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, I kind of put grief on the back burner and kind of threw myself into being a mom, into my job, into my work. And it wasn't, I've also written a, a memoir about everything that happened. It wasn't until I started really writing everything down, and that was close to 10 years later, that I started saying, oh my goodness, this was a lot that I went through. But at the time, I was just trying to put it out of my mind and really focus on my kids and focus on just making the most for them. Because all I could think about was, okay, so it's okay that I don't have a husband. I can I can go on. It's not ideal, but I can go on. I, I always just felt horrible for my children. So I really threw myself into making their lives as normal as I possibly could on my own. So that would really helped me get through. And then the more I gathered strength and belief in myself and confidence, mm -hmm. and I really grew as a person from that experience. Yes. Well, I, I just, I mean, your memoirs themselves, um, are you going to publish that for other women yeah. that may you know, may encounter this down the road or have encountered the same battle that you did that can't seem to find that light. But reading your memoirs and then seeing how successful you have become, I think that would be an amazing, incredible book to release. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I will be uh, releasing that. I'm starting with my first book on entrepreneurship for women, which I'm a strong advocate for women. There is a large majority of women who are the primary or the co-breadwinner in their homes now. So it's important to support women in general. So I'll be releasing Launch Your Entrepreneur, which is about entrepreneurial mindset for women. And then mm -hmm. after that, after I get some time to wrap my arms around that one, then I'll also release my memoir because I want to help people who find themselves just in a situation that they didn't expect to and give them hope that it's, it's going to be okay because at the time you really don't think it, it will be. But no, it's like, it's you know, you've been smashed by, you know, King Kong, an airplane, or, you know, 
complete <laughs> turnaround of where do I go next? And it's very difficult to pull yourself out of that situation and then continue to try to move forward with a two and a four-year-old. Even yeah, somebody I, that loses their mate and their children are now off to college, that's still a difficult situation. And, I mean, you are living proof that you can get through this. And anyone can. I mean, we all, you know, we all feel that sadness. We all feel that grief. We all feel our sorry for ourselves at sometimes. But, you know, and it's okay. You should feel sorry for yourself. You should feel sad. But just know that that is not the last Thing that's going to happen to you. You are going to find some strength. Things will be different. You know, I think mm -hmm. of myself as there are some things that I miss about myself before all this happened, and there's some things that I've changed for the positive sense. So the important thing is just to know that it will be okay and you'll be able to move on from anything that you encounter in your life, no matter what it is. I love that you just said that because I say it a lot in all my interviews, I say it a lot in my writing life will be okay it's just the way that we view it and how are we going to take that next first step or yes. the next day or maybe the next month but how are we going to view it and pick ourselves up sometimes we have to make a journal sometimes we have to put like bullet points like i want to get here so how many little steps am i going to have to do to get there but it's not just you it's now I got to get the children there too. And I'm sure they were like, when's dad coming home? So how did you face those difficulties? Yeah, so in some ways it was um, a blessing and a curse that they were so young because they didn't quite understand it yet. Mm -hmm. It was kind of, you know, this big abstract concept. And for me, a lot of times I just pretended that he was at work. Like, okay, he's just at work. And I think they probably, to some extent, did that too. Mm -hmm. They don't remember a lot of it now. They're teenagers now, and they don't remember it as well as like I wish they did. But I think that has probably helped them because when I've asked them, you know, do you feel sad about you know not having a father here? Although they of course have a father, and I remind them of how much he loved them all the time. But they tell me that you know this is what they've known. This is what they've grown up with. So they don't yeah. feel the impact as much as you might think. But I, I do. <laughs> I feel sorry for them because I know what they're missing out on. What a great dad that you know would have been here cheering for them. Yeah, and I know he's with you, and he's with the girls all the time. I truly believe in the divine spirit oh, and the energy that surrounds us. And I really believe just feeling it and talking with you and hearing your responses that I believe he guided you through this path and gave you strength every day to become what you did, to get your MBA, become a doctor, you know, be that entrepreneur and show your girls that no matter what life throws at you, you can still survive and survive in a positive light. Definitely. And I think, you know, the girls, my girls are ready. They're 13 and 15. They've got it all planned out right down to their doctor. And so we know <laughs> that they are watching and absorbing it all. In some ways, I, I kind of tell them, hey, you're only little kids. You know, be a kid while you can still be a kid. Don't worry about all this yet. You know, you have time to figure it out. Okay, but that's so our parents talking, right? 
right? (laughs) You know, I say it to my children too, and they're all in their, you know, they're 19, 21, and 22, and I'm like, enjoy it now. Mom and dad are paying the bills, because when you got to go pay your own bills and you're not home anymore, it's the real world. (laughs) So be a kid while you can. Exactly. Yeah. And I know I always used to say, I swear I'm never going to say these words like my mom or dad. I say them all the time. I know. It's frustrating, (laughs) isn't it? I do the same thing and I think, oh, no. Oh, no. All right. So help me help our viewers understand what are the steps, um, a little bit about your book, of becoming a successful entrepreneur? And also let's remind them that you also wrote for major magazines and corporations. So why don't we mention a few of those? Yeah, so I helped create a digital entrepreneurship MBA program, which basically set up to help entrepreneurs get more successful in their businesses, launch their own businesses. So I've had a lot of experience getting to kind of know the entrepreneur world. Mm -hmm. I've also done workshops for Entrepreneur Magazine. I do some mentoring on their Ask an Expert platform. So I really love working with entrepreneurs. I've even taken some to Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch, which was really great. A good experience for them is kind of like Shark Tank, if you haven't seen it before. I have. That's pretty cool. What was it like being on Shark Tank? I wasn't on, but I was cheering them on. So it's kind of like being a mom watching your babies go off and pitch and just helping them and listening Mm -hmm. to them. So it was a really great experience, and it was nice to kind of help them formulate their pitches and see, you know, see how they did. We we rehearsed a lot, and then, you know, when when it's on, it's on. So it's all down to nerves and just delivery. So it was great to really watch that unfold. Yeah. And just pitching in general, I have a background in sales, so it's important to always be able to pitch no matter what you're doing. You're doing it all the time, Dawn Marie, with different ideas you have. I'm doing it all the time. It's just a real important skill for entrepreneurs and everyone. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and if you're pitching something that you don't believe in, whoever you're pitching it to, it's not going to come across that way. They're going to be like, okay, she's either not prepared, she's not ready, or she's not here with us. And you truly need to stay focused on what that pitch is. And you could be pitching, you could be pitching it to your kids, just trying to get them to clean their room. It's just the delivery of what is that pitch and how much do you want that, right? Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, you have to show confidence because people are investing in you as much as your business. You have to show Mm -hmm. confidence. You need to demonstrate that you know what you're doing, that you know your numbers, you know your market inside and out. Those are the most important things to remember when you're pitching for anything. You really want to be prepared and answer any objections and just kind of anticipate those. So pitching is always a, a great skill to have no matter what. Exactly. So even um, like this is the funny part of our house and it's true. You can DM any of my children or my husband. (laughs) Um, Every time we had to go buy a new car, I would, Robert would go to the car dealership and then I would come in a little bit later and Robert would be like, this is the car I want. And we would pre-discuss it, right? (laughs) And I would be like, can I see the numbers? And they would kind of look at me like, well, why? He's already like going to sign the papers. And I would look at the numbers. I'm like, really? You can do much better than that. 
<laughs> they would kind of look at me and then look at Robert and they were like, um, who's buying the car here? I'm like, uh, we're buying the car here and I've been in sales my entire life and you got it at the highest market right now. So are we going to have a deal or not? Because I can take my money elsewhere. Right. And I think that that's where you really need to play hardball in life. When you really truly want to get something done, yes, it's always going to cost something. Time, money, management, whatever it is. But where do you budget? Where is the highest dollar going to go? And is there a profit coming around? And I believe these segments and situations also need to be taught in school, starting like at fifth grade when people, when nice. they say, mom, can I have $5 to go get something somewhere, correct? Absolutely, my 15 year old is always complaining that they're not learning enough practical skills like that and she really wants to. She mm -hmm. thinks that the curriculum should be overhauled and I agree and same with entrepreneurship, you know, it's about just kind of launching in and taking action and really knowing that you need to focus on the financial. You need to focus first on those activities that will bring in revenue because that's the most important thing to keep your business going. A lot of times people mm -hmm. kind of jump into entrepreneurship and they're worrying about all this other stuff that they need to do, spending money when really they have to be very frugal in the beginning and just kind of go after those sales right away. So what do you think is, I mean, so you wrote the book on how to become a very professional entrepreneur. You're already there. So you have a new person coming into you that really needs your advice. What are the first key steps you tell them? Uh, well, you just said, make sure you know where the money is going. Um, what about if they really don't have that outline? Like they're like, I want to start a clothing line, but they haven't done any research. What do you tell them? Yeah, absolutely. So it's all about kind of getting in the right mindset as an entrepreneur. So the first thing you really need to do is wrap your arms around it and commit to it and have that confidence in yourself that you can make it happen. Mm -hmm. Because women particularly kind of feel like they have that imposter syndrome where they feel like maybe I don't belong here, maybe I can't do this, maybe it's not the right thing. So they have to just really want it and go after it and just tell themselves that they can do it. And then from there, they really want to get to know their target market. They want to study their audience, their market completely, know what customers are saying, what they like, what they don't, who's already out there on the market, and what they can offer that's slightly different. So they really have to do their research before jumping in, and those are the key things to do. Once that happens, they can start planning and planning how they're going to make it a success. So really breaking down their time, coming up with a business plan, getting a mentor if they need one, whatever it takes just to kind of keep moving in that direction and then stick with it. You know, know you're going to fail. Everything won't work all the time, but you just have to keep going. <laughs> and I love that you just said that. Know that you're going to fail because right. there's always failure no matter what we do. I mean, yes. you can't crack an egg and fry it every single morning and it'd be perfect, right? So what makes exactly. you think that you can all of a sudden open up a business and then things don't go wrong. Well, everything ha always gets topsy-turvy no yes. matter what. So how do you deal with it as soon as, as fast as it is? And do you have in play the people behind you to pick up that slack? Right. 
So what I always say is always have a plan B, a plan C, etc. Just kind of know that going in. You, of course, want that to work. You want to be optimistic, but have something else as a backup. And just don't let it bring you down. You know, do what you, whatever you need to do to mm-hmm. refocus your energy. Like it's kind of like selling, like we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. When you go after, you know, 10 different clients, right? You might get one of those clients. Maybe it's number 10 that you finally get. So you can't get discouraged because you're going to hit a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of rejection. That's business. That's life. But you'll eventually get to where you want to be if you keep working at it. Exactly. Totally. And, and it's so true. I mean, when I got out of school, I couldn't get a job in you know, interior design. And that was so frustrating. I mean, that was in you know the 80s. So... You either need to have to have known somebody or you weren't going to get in the door. And I didn't know anybody. All I know is I wanted to be, you know, an interior designer, an artist, and, you know, live in New York in this whole, like, glam life, right? That never happened. So I had to recreate who Dom Marie was. And I had to pay the bills. So I started in retail, which was actually amazing training. Yes. For learning, had to deal with selling a project, selling yourself as the person that is selling the project, and then delivering and moving forward. And honestly, as much as retail has the shittiest hours in the world, and God bless you all for living and working in retail because we need you, but retail teaches you the good, the bad, the ugly, and the amazing. Absolutely. Like everything, and I always tell this to everyone, no matter what you do, it's always a stepping stone to something else. So every single job I've had, good, bad, even if I thought it was just for kicks, whatever it was, it always gave me a little piece of the puzzle. And so you're working and working and working this mm-hmm. whole time, putting all those pieces together till you finally get to where you're really able to thrive professionally. So it's never a waste of time in those Seemingly nonsense jobs or hard jobs are really teaching you a lot. So don't ever think you're in a dead-end job. You're actually picking up a lot there. You really are because I think (laughs) that those jobs are the ones that make you want to get to that next step, to be better, to believe in yourself. And because when you don't believe in yourself, it comes across like a wildfire and it spreads. And I once had someone... This past summer, not this summer, past summer, actually say to me, wow, when you walk into a room, you just like walk in like a bulldog in a china shop. And at first, I kind of took it as like a, well, that's insulting. (laughs) And I'm like, but that's not insulting because I walk straight up. I walk with my shoulders back and I'm here. Hello. It's, I'm here. And when you don't have that presence, you get lost in the crowd. So teaching this to our children, teaching this to, and as you are doing with teaching entrepreneurship in your book, that's a major role, correct? Yeah, it definitely is because women, you know, they struggle with confidence. They struggle with feeling qualified. There's a famous study out that when um, they did, 
where women only applied for jobs when they had 100% of the qualifications that they were asking for. Men will apply at 60%. So men are much better about doing this, about presenting themselves with confidence, talking about things that they don't know about. So women have to catch up a little bit. And it's okay to have to fake it a little bit or promise something that you're not quite sure about because you know what? You can do it. You can figure it out. You can find out how to do it. So just have that belief and just know that you can do whatever you put your mind to. Definitely. I love that. Can you say that even louder so everybody can hear that again? <laughs> you can do whatever you put your mind to. Absolutely. There is no limit. I hate when people are hung up on, I can't do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be good at that. That's all just internal negative dialogue that's just trying to talk yourself out of something so you're sabotaging yourself you can do anything you want it's just up to you to put the time the energy in mm -hmm. and just keep learning we're all learning all the time so true i'm constantly learning and I don't know how to become a podcaster, and I'm like, but I love to talk to people, so but I had to learn. I had to learn a new part of who Dom Marie was going to be, and I love it. I love it, and granted, I'm not getting paid, but I love it. You're doing great at it. You're talking and it is a lot of work important. because you have to do the pre-talk you have to do the pre-interview but I actually love the pre-interview as you know I do yes. pre-interview with no makeup and a cup of coffee <laughs> like let's really get down to business it's so really, huh it's really nice having that time to get to know different people and really being able to connect and it's important work that you're doing for sure Thank you so much. You don't much. know who you're inspiring right now. Probably tons of, lots of people, for sure. Well, thank you. You're actually the one inspiring us today. <laughs> so, give me, like, can you, I know you don't, do you have the, you don't have the book in front of you because it's still in publication, but right. can you kind of give me the intro, the, um, not intro, yeah, intro of the first, like, part of the book. So, yes. I'm going into Barnes & Noble. I'm, like, fresh out of college, and... I don't know what I want to do, but there is your book right there. It's what it's does it when I open it up? What am I going to read? Yeah, it's about ten different mindset shifts that you need to make to be a successful entrepreneur as a woman or a fempreneur. I like to call it, which is a female. Oh, entrepreneur. I like that. Say that again. Yeah. Fempreneur. I love that fempreneur. <laughs> and I have a little workbook at the end so that women can follow along and kind of apply what they're learning. But so the first step is taking action, right? As we talked about before. Mm -hmm. So in order to become an entrepreneur, you have to make that leap. And it's not that you have to leap off right away. You can start working as a side hustle, which is often the best thing mm -hmm. because you're still getting a paycheck. So kind of build it up, build it up until it's going. And then you can leave when you feel more confident. But it's really just about kind of knowing what you want and taking that action and researching and putting your plan in motion. After that, you kind of have to embrace that entrepreneurial attitude. I talked about that a little bit too. And that's about building your confidence, knowing that you can do it, just fighting any naysayers out there. If you have some haters. Oh, <laughs> let's, yes, there will be haters and there will be people that tell you you're out of your mind. You can't do this. Right. Do not ever let that take you down because Never. guess what they're doing? They're reflecting 
The, and you are the mirror. So when they say you can't do this, they're not actually telling you you can't do it. It's because they now are looking at a mirror to themselves. So that is key to believe in. You can tell me I can't, but I'm going to tell you I will, right? Yeah, and I've always had that attitude. Whenever someone tells me that I can't do something, I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's a very big challenge to me. Like, that actually motivates me if someone says I can't. But we have to just kind of learn to kind of block that out and ignore it and just believe in ourselves and not beat ourselves up and tell ourselves we can't do it. Because like we just talked about, we can't. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the next one is cultivating financial confidence because that's an area sometimes women struggle with. Mm -hmm. So it's really about thinking about how you were raised, right? I'm sure your parents kind of instilled some beliefs in money that you've carried on. And maybe it's baggage. You know, maybe they told you money was the root of all evil or maybe they said, you know, that maybe you had some baggage related to not having enough money. Whatever that is, you've got to learn to address that and sort of let it go and know that you are confident you can take control of it and it's not anything that is out of your capability right so it's about doing that it's about being smart with money it's about budgeting cutting costs where you can bootstrapping when you're first starting out and really just making a financial plan for yourself mm -hmm. it's very important for entrepreneurs both you know personally and professionally and then the next one is really about organizing your time because women, we're, we just talked about this earlier, we're balancing everything, so everything. many things. You mentioned this. <laughs> and we're kind of naturally good at balancing because we've had to, mm -hmm. but we can have some guilt associated with that and we can forget to take time for ourselves. So if we want to be successful, we really have to love ourselves too and put ourselves as a priority. So whether that's you know making sure we get enough sleep, we're eating properly, we're getting exercise, we're getting some time for ourselves, mm -hmm. and just really scheduling out all of our time. And you talked about having a plan, making yep. a step, make it happen. That's super important. So important. And let me just honestly say, I have burned myself out multiple times over the years. Let's just triple that. Thousands of times over the years thinking that I could do it all. I can't do it all. And I need help. And for instance, yesterday morning, I uh, Robert let me sleep in because I did not have a good night's sleep because of my MS, the insomnia. And he knew I needed to get sleep to get prepared for the week, right? So I wake up and I come walking out and he's like, "Hun, I just put the laundry in for you and I just folded the laundry that was in the washer and da da da. And then I turned and looked at him and I gave him a hug and I'm like, thank you so much, but that's my job. And he goes, no, that's the family's job. And that is key. So when you really think about entrepreneurship, you need a family that is going to pick up all the little pieces when you are not able to pick those up. Right. It's about, you know, it's about being able to let some things go. Like mm -hmm. you're saying, you can outsource some things. Even a lot of times, sometimes if it's your business, it's your baby, you want to handle every single aspect. And at some point you need to get some additional help or you can outsource. Maybe, you know, you hate doing laundry or you oh, hate, I hate it. doing other chores. <laughs> so maybe outsource that, you know, that's a good one. But there are people around, you know, whether it's people that want that work for you or people that are in your lives that are more than willing to help. And sometimes we have a hard time asking for that help or accepting that help. But really, 
you can't do it all alone. You know, you are a superwoman, but not quite. <laughs> so just find that balance for sure. It, it's yeah, it's quite difficult. Um, well, one, we're raised in like gener like centuries since man and woman began. We're raised to be the caregivers. We're raised to be able to do all of that. Be be the sexy wife. Be you know the mom. Be the person taking care of everything. And I always refer to Joan Cleaver or June Cleaver from Leave It to Beaver because. Right. I watched that show growing up and I thought I always had to be like her. And it's funny because today I've got the pearls on and the hair's done and well, my nails are not, but, <laughs> um, and it's like that presentation, right? Well, you can be that person, but still rely on others to help you get there and be successful. Oh, right. I think I lost you a little bit. You just glitched a little. Yeah, I saw the little glitch. So it's totally, I mean, I think this is going to be an amazing book. Oh, Charlene, can you hear me? Yeah, I think it's glitching on your side. Oh, is it? Can you hear me, Scott? I can still hear you, yes. So... Why don't we, um, the name of the book is? Launch Your In 10. Ah, uh, it's, yeah, it's the, uh, the audio. Uh, how about we do that one more time? The audio broke up a little bit. So the name of the book is? By Charlene Wong. It's 10 Minds to Take Out. Great. And I will actually have those into my notes as well um, on the podcast of where they can find um, your book and when it's going to be released and the name of it. And also your um, website as well as your Instagram. Great. Yes, it's... Uh, oh, MS Jelly Legs just told me I'm fuzzy. So it's my internet connection? Or, Charlene, is it yours? <laughs> it's a Tuesday. I don't know. Someone just said, I'm fuzzy. Can you see me? Someone. Hmm. All right. Something's going on with the internet. I'm not quite sure. What is happening here? It's a Tuesday. You can hear me? <laughs> All right, hold on one quick second. Let me just see what, okay. Wow, I'm telling you, it's a Tuesday. I, I, I swear I'm going to get some sage and sage all of my computer equipment in my little corner of my podcast studio. And um, I don't know. It's it's just the world of technology that I don't understand. So I apologize, everybody. Oh my goodness, you are back. Okay, MS Jelly Legs, thank you so much. She watches the podcast every week and she always tells me when I have like issues on my on the other end where people can't hear us. So God bless you. She's part of my team. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay, so I know you were breaking up when you were trying to say the name of the book. Let's try this one more time. Okay. So it's called Launch Your Inner Entrepreneur. 
10 mindset shifts for women to take action, unleash creativity, and achieve financial success by Charlene Walters, which is me. Perfect. <laughs> of course. So I need to ask because I, this is this is a personal thing. Um, one, I don't really want to go back to school, but two, I'm thinking about going back to school to get a PhD. Mm. That's six years. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really up yeah. for that. So if I wanted to get my degree to the next level, which one would you suggest? Depends what you're most interested in. You know, I've always found that, I've always had that struggle. Should I get an MBA? Should I get a PhD? What kind? I think it's whatever you're interested in, and you'll never regret getting a degree. I always tell people that. And when people talk to me about the time it takes, I always say, hey, if you started seven years ago, you'd be done already, right? Because right. It does go by pretty quick. I mean, when I was getting my PhD, my husband actually passed away in the middle of that. And I really thought to myself, I am never going to be able to keep working, take care of the kids, finish this PhD, etc. And it took me probably longer than it would have otherwise. But you know what? I did it. And when I was done, I almost could not. I was doing, defending my dissertation, and I almost couldn't get through because I just thought, ah, I've made it. So no matter what, you can find time. You can get through. And it takes a long time, but it's totally worth it. I always think the best investment we can make is in ourselves. So for you, I say, I think you're interested in psychology a lot. So I would lean that way. But I don't know all of your interests, so it would really depend. Yeah, I really am interested in psycho psychology. Uh, guys, okay, there's my MS brain kicking in. I'll let you say the word because it's not going to come out. I am interested in that. But my next journey that I really want to go on is turning the book into a, either a film, a real movie, or turning it into a documentary. Because writing it, I thought, okay, I'm spilling the beans on everything good and bad in my entire life. And that's what Domery Healthy and Fit is all about. I, if you ask me anything, I'm going to tell you exactly how it happened and when it went down. Um, and so entrepreneurship, okay, well, I've already done so many things in my career. And then now reinventing Who's Domery Again? And two books launched already. And I really feel that my voice in this disease is why I am here today. And I would never take any of the torture and the torment back. And I would never even take back the moment that I tried to take my life. Because that was an eye-awakening situation that so many people face every single day. So I really believe my next entrepreneurship would be moving forward into learning the field of documentary work and understanding the human psyche of why the world and situations and diseases put us into that mind frame. That's very interesting. Yeah, and I think there's a big need for that, you know, especially now with the pandemic, with COVID, more and more people are having these kind of um, problems and issues and anxiety is getting worse for many people and people are suffering. So I think it's very important work to be done right now, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so... Um, 
MS Jelly Leg, sorry, just said speak to Matt Embry. I actually have been speaking to Matt Embry. He is going to do a five-part segment on Domery um, Healthy and Fit on actually everything you just talked about. So um, what do you do to, uh, you know, another young entrepreneur that says to you, okay, well, I want to be a movie star. How do you handle that one? Yeah, so I've heard this said a lot, and I think it's really solid advice. If you're going into something new, the best thing you can do as a young person, brand new, just starting out, is to learn that business. So go work for someone else first if you need to, and then go off on your own. I think I've heard from a lot of young entrepreneurs and just in general older entrepreneurs who told me the same thing. Uh, I think that's really good advice. Mm -hmm. uh, I think as we are getting older a little bit, not that we're old. <laughs> I'm not old. <laughs> I think for us, the best thing to do is to team up with people that are experienced in that field because we have our own strengths and they have their own. And I learn so much from other people and I love collaborating. And that's what I would suggest for you is also collaborate. Mm -hmm. Collaborating with someone else on that. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I know also I wanted to say that I know what you're talking about with the memoir thing because it is kind of scary to put your whole life out there, but it's important to share with others and we really bond on a deeper level when we do, for mm -hmm. sure. That's why I think your memoirs really, I know that you want to focus on your first baby and it's so <laughs> important to focus on the new book and you got to give it a really good year because you got to nurture right. it and you got to love it and you got to get out there and you got to sell it. And you gotta want people to want to invest that time to read it and the money to purchase it, which is also learning how to be an entrepreneur because you're already engaging in that thought process. Right, definitely. I mean, it's, it's interesting, no matter what we do, we are selling something, right? So the book is one thing that we're working on, a product we're putting out there, a rep representation of ourselves. It's a piece of our personal brand, right? Mm -hmm. All of this is the podcasting is that uh, we also are out there contributing to articles. We're being visible, you know, kind of building a name for ourselves on social media. So everything we're doing, we're selling everything, even if we're not really attaching a value to it. So definitely the same kind of entrepreneurial thinking. And I've all said, you know, we're all entrepreneurs. We're all kind of selling ourselves no matter what we're doing, whether we're working at a company, whether we're working on our own. We are all entrepreneurs. And the more we have that mindset, the better off we'll be no matter where we're at. Exactly. Uh, 1,000%. That was so well said. Thank you so very much. I had to get your book to get me through my next <laughs> steps in life. <laughs> um, so... Two young girls. What does your youngest want to be and what does your oldest want to be? After watching their mom be such a strong, incredible, vibrant, powerful woman and a heart of gold. Like you're just like the calmest woman to speak to and just so easy and engaging, but you're extremely powerful. So how do they like do they say I want to be like you, mommy, or are they like Totally on the opposite perspective. You know, they're back and forth. Uh, they're at the age now where anything mom does is not cool. So I battling <laughs> that a lot, but they are also kind of picking up things along the way. And actually, Avery, my oldest, she wants to be an astrophysicist of all things. Wow. A, a whole thing plan. She's a STEM girl for sure. And she and I have actually talked about writing a book together. 
about um, getting that kind of entrepreneurial mindset for teen girls and getting them thinking that way younger. Uh, we're still sort like of working that. on the topic. My younger, my younger daughter, I started talking about everything. She's interested in fashion. She's interested in interior design. And I try to talk to her about building her own uh, business and her own brand. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And she talks about being Orthodox. So she's a little more undecided. But it's just interesting to see them go from these young girls and sort of start growing and standing on their own. And mm -hmm. I know that their future is bright. They have so much going for them. So I'm just happy that I have kind of a front row seat to watch it all happen, you know? Yeah, so, and I mean, that's just so empowering and incredible and inspiring. They've got their the world at their hands, and you're right there leading them. I mean, they may not see it today, <laughs> but when they get to high school, their friends are going to be like, your mom is the coolest thing ever. Like, did you realize all of these things your mom did and what she's doing today? And once they start to lead, like read the book, and I would be getting your book into their schools immediately for a sixth grade read, a seventh grade read, and an eighth grade have to write your own entrepreneurship book as an essay to get to high school. Oh yeah, I mean, I, think I would be marketing that right now. Like okay. you I'm got, <laughs> seriously, because I understand we have to learn about the history. I understand we gotta learn about math and spelling and da 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 da. But there's so many things in the school districts today that we really need to bring in for this generation to move forward with new space, new ideas, new ways of marketing yourself because the world's changing and it's changing fast. And who knows? We might all be working from home for the rest of our lives. I don't know. But if that is the case, then we need new ways of teaching our young. And this book needs to be in those schools. Definitely. I mean, it's such a different generation. It's such an inspiring generation because they're really so open-minded and mm -hmm. so powerful and they believe in themselves and they don't want to see any differences or any stereotypes in terms of gender and they just want to go out there and take grab the world and they want to change things. They want to change the environment. They want to change the way that they're viewed. They want to break through those glass ceilings. So I think the more tools we give them when they're young, as you're saying, the more we make it learning practical for them, the better that they'll excel and the better they'll do out there in life. So it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how it all unfolds, unfolds but I really believe in that generation. Yeah, I do too. And I really think that your book, um, and you know, I had a couple other authors on, and their books are incredible, but w they need to be in the schools, right where you, right where there are most of the day, eight hours a day. They need to be there. Like, granted, uh, we all had to read certain books, but okay, that's in the past. We need to bring the future into the future of our next generations. So, your book is definitely a key book that needs to be there. So, I mean, what better way to do it than a mom that you 
went through everything you did, became an amazing entrepreneur, raising two children, got through the horrible difficulty of losing your husband, rose up above your above everything that was pulling you down, and now your book is being released. What better way to teach children? That's you. It's fun. Yeah, it's so funny because my younger daughter, Tegan, her teacher gave her an assignment for the parents to talk about how writing, how they use writing in their careers as her English teacher. And we all have to do a video. So she was telling me, are you going to do a video on that? And I said, well, I think I'm probably well aligned to do that video. So sure, I definitely will. It was kind of an optional thing, but I thought it's funny. But it's absolutely true. The more we can bring practical information to them, the more we can help them kind of realize their vision and their dreams. And even a lot of them have social projects that they want to carry forward. And they need to have an entrepreneurial mindset for that too. So I think it's definitely important to empower them. So important. And the day that you, you, you better call me or email me or whatever and tell me, John Marie, the book is going to be in the schools. <laughs> okay. I will work on that. <laughs> I'm going to make that happen, and I will put John Marie told me I should. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Like I'm not like just pulling your leg. I truly believe the school systems need all of these extra new parts to teach our young to continue to move forward and to build a new history and to continue to bring the awareness of what we went through during our generations. It's not just always about, you know, everything what we've all read. Like, you went to school and read the same thing I read. My mom and dad went to school and read the same thing we read. I mean, come on. We got to start, like, moving things forward into the future. And 10 years ago, medication doesn't work today because the immune system's changed. We need to continue to change. And your book is going to help us get there. And I am honored that I actually get to talk to you before your book is actually on the books, on the thing, and we are talking about this. help a lot of women, too, that might have been displaced by COVID-19. Maybe they were laid off. Maybe they had to find a new way of doing things. Maybe something happened in their career, and now their, their husband was laid off, and they have to come up with something new. But I'm really hoping because everything is changing and it's changing rapidly and businesses are shifting. Everything's evolving. So the more we can support and help each other also, the better off we'll all be, right? It's not right. about competing. It's about coming together and kind of moving forward to yeah. this next phase and whatever comes about next. And I love that you just said it's not about competing because when you compete in the world, you're not going to win. It's about building community, and it's about building that embrace of, yeah, I'm here for you. Yeah, that was really hard. Yeah, oh, my God, it was so exciting. And it's about the the human spirit of, yeah, there is ups, and then there will be downs. But it's how do you pick yourself back up and take that first step? And that's where we need community and we need that that focus of everybody learning and moving forward. And if you haven't learned it, let me help you. Agreed. So, and I mean, in the work you're doing is really inspiring. You're helping a lot of people out there who really need you now. I mean, I think we're all you. trying to add our, our part here 
to make the world a better place. And I think that's an important thing no matter what you're doing is you want to make sure you're also taking some time to put something good into the world because that's why it's not all about, you know, just making money and being successful, obviously. It's about other things too. And the more we help others, the more it really is going to come back to us in the end anyway. So you get what you get. It totally will. I mean, my first book, I think I gave away more books than I sold. (laughs) Because, yeah, and but it wasn't ever about making money. Now, we all need to make money to survive in the world. But there are certain things in the world that we need to do as we learn and cultivate as the human race of how do I give back? You're giving back by giving us this experience of your life and how to be an entrepreneur. And then eventually you're going to give back by like writing your memoirs. Memoirs. Okay, brain. Memoirs. I can't say it. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Memoir, yes. Thank you. And that will really help the women that have been through what you went through. And that's why I sat down for nine months writing my story because it wasn't just me. There's so many women in the world living with multiple sclerosis that dealt with and are dealing with every single thing I went through in life. And it was hell. And I didn't know I ever had a disease until 2012 when I finally became completely paralyzed. But these are the teachings that we need to teach to move forward and not be ashamed of what happened to us or how we handled things. It's rising above that and then continuing to move forward. Yeah, definitely. I had, I think I might have mentioned to you before, but I had a friend, a really good friend I've known since second grade. And she actually got diagnosed with MS when we were in college, and it just came out. She couldn't, she started getting some tingling and some numbness in her leg. And I know how much she struggled at first trying to wrap her arms around it, learning things. So that's why books like yours are very important in just sharing your experience and everything that's happening. Because people do want to know, what does it look like? Is it going to be manageable? Can I keep going on? And they don't, it's very scary in the beginning. So to have someone there to tell them, here's what you, what I've learned, what I know, here's how I've coped, it really does really help others that are doing, that are experiencing something similar. And we all have different crosses to bear, right? There's we always do. something. Nobody's life is perfect ideal, but... We just manage the best we can, and through our experiences as women, as people, we can come together and really just kind of lean on each other. So Exactly. And I love that we can, like, and I love this technology we have today. Like, I can do a Zoom. I don't really know how to do Zoom. Robert actually has to do it for me. But I use this amazing tool, Instagram. Talk to people all around the world. Oh, me too. I love it. And it's like, and sometimes I just hit dial. (laughs) And sometimes people are like, I don't want to talk to you right now. And then I have girlfriends around the world where we just answer the phone and we either have like not brushed our teeth or, and and I love it because it's it's coffee time for me. It's like I'm waking up and we're chit-chatting and we're talking about symptoms or we're talking about our kids or our husbands. But that's also the communication of learning and growing from each other's struggles and then learning and growing from each other's triumphs and yes. building that community and that reinforcement of it doesn't matter what life throws at you. 
because you can handle it. Absolutely. It's just one step at a time. And social media is great for that too. I mean, I've met so many great people on social media. I know you have too, that you would have never known otherwise. Right? But it's just so cool that you do. And you feel like a lot of people, you feel like you really, really know them and what's going on with them. And you become very attached. And that's really nice in terms of just bonding with different types of people all over too. I think it's incredible. And um, yeah, I mean, I really cannot wait till we're released and our immune systems adapt to COVID and, you know, let the humanity of evolving adapt to whatever next disease is going to be coming at us, whatever is going to be hitting us. And we know now how to handle things and not panic and moving forward, which also relates back to being an entrepreneur, be prepared, get yourself ready and set to move forward. That's what the whole shutdown was about. And that's another learning thing, which your book will actually prepare these young children for in the future and prepare us as adults today to continue to move forward in the future. So let's just say, you know, COVID, some states are open, some states are down, right? And some people are moving forward and some people are not. But a lot of us have to reinvent ourselves because of COVID and losing our jobs and losing lives and having to relive that and those that torment that we've all been through for this last year but with that being said now look at today and continue to move forward with the positive knowing that if anything else hits us are we prepared We've already, yeah, I mean, it definitely, as an entrepreneur or anyone, you've had to change the way you're doing business, Mm -hmm. but this is a change whether you go back to in-person completely or not. You have this plan B, you have extra options. Mm -hmm. A lot of just industries have shifted in general, so there have been holes and new opportunities for people to start businesses. Think of all the people that started mask business, right? Right. You know, different, different things related to COVID, so... It was definitely a growing experience for everyone. It's been painful for many people, and people have had to deal with so much. And I have friends that had COVID that did not do really well, but they survived. And I've had friends that have passed away because of COVID. Um, But it was duped because of their immune system already being compromised. And, you know, my dear friend's father just passed away because of COVID. But, you know, like I said, the world, we got to continue to learn as entrepreneurs and as a human race moving forward and helping and preparing to the next chapter of our lives. And that's where your book is going to come in perfect handy condition for all of us moving forward. I almost wish you could release it now (laughs) where we really need it. Um, February's coming pretty quick here. Yeah, um, and just, you know, like moving forward. So I hope that so many women reach out to you today and start following you and start, you know, like sending you DMs. And I have a question. And connecting and getting that community basis that you have written, but you've lived it. And that's what we all need. And we need that bonding. So women, please, if you watch this episode and or you hear it on Spotify or Apple, 
go straight to Charlene, straight to her website, straight to her Instagram. Reach out and start learning. How are you going to get to your next step? How are you going to be your best entrepreneur of your life, your best advocate of your life? Because you are right. We are all entrepreneurs, whether we're working for a company or not. We're still working for ourselves to get the things that we need, which makes us an entrepreneur. Definitely, yes. And I'd love to talk to anyone, and I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for listening, and thank you, Dawn Marie. You've been so great, and I know we'll continue. Oh, we're going to still do coffee time, and you can just ring my, if you see I'm online, just hit the button. I don't know what I'm going to look like, but <laughs> I will always be there. Um, so any last things that you would love to advise our viewers today on moving forward, talk about whatever you wish. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just reinstilling sort of the same things that I've been saying, but just I want anyone to know that. Really, my main points are you can do really whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Do not really set any self-imposed limits. You can do anything that you set your mind to. Just come up with a plan, stick with it, be resilient, and work hard, and don't let failure get you down because it's, it's with all of us. And the other thing is you can get past anything, too. Mm -hmm. You know, as an example of my life, I called my memoir, Own Your Other, because we all are going to find ourselves in some situation that we didn't think would happen to us. That's not what we wanted. It's not what we planned. But it happens, and it happens to everybody. So know you're not alone. And just learn to accept and try to come up with a new plan because once you own that new situation, you'll begin to thrive and find a different path for yourself. So those are my last two pieces of advice to send out there. Those are amazing pieces of advice. And a little bit of advice I would give to everybody is um, Lisa, our dear friend. And I just see, saw that um, Ekene just joined us. Hi, Ekene. Um, and we all met because Lisa, the Fulfill Pharmacist, put together a women's group. And we are all strong entrepreneurs and leaders and we all have a heart that just wants to continue to give and without her putting that together I'm sure I would have found you eventually but I was able to find we were all able to find each other through this incredible gift of what Lisa gave us so start creating all of you who are on the Instagram world or Facebook world where you combine so many different facets of leaderships together that we can all lean on each other and pick each other up and continue to move forward and get rid of the whole we talked about it earlier and I'm having a little bit of a brain issue the whole competition there is no competition. We are all born into this world for a perfect place, time, and reason. Things that have happened to us were not because God was being, why God? Things happen to us because we learn from it. And it's either take the road in front of you, take the right or the left. Well, we're all gonna go down every single one of these roads. But what did we learn on all of them? 
to get us to the road we need to be on. And the more that we keep telling ourselves that and the more that we keep moving forward, the stronger we are all going to be. Absolutely. I definitely recommend putting together a group, a gang to support each other. Mm-hmm. If you're an entrepreneur, grab a few other entrepreneurs and share best practices. Whatever you're into, whatever you're interested in, you need support. Just grab your gang together and just really lean on each other because we all need that. You're absolutely right. And shout out to Lisa. Yeah. She did an amazing job putting everyone yes. together. Yes. Shout out to Lisa. You can also go follow her and become part of our group because she's <laughs> the boss. Um, All right, one more quick uh, thing, and this has nothing to do with the book or entrepreneurship. What is your favorite rock band that you listen to when you are, or it doesn't have to be rock, but what is your favorite music you listen to when you're like, I can't type anymore, I can't do this anymore? How do you relax? Yeah, so you know, it's so funny because I actually do do this. I get up from my desk sometimes. I just get like, I've got to get up from the desk. You know, I encourage people to take breaks because it resets you. So I'll get up and throw a song on YouTube and just kind of dance around and then go back to work because it just puts me in a better mood and it kind of resets me. So I could put on, I'm a person who likes all kinds of different stuff. So I could listen to Bruno Mars. I could listen to Justin Timberlake. I could listen to, um, Ozzy, I could listen to all kinds of stuff. Like, I really love everything. So just having something upbeat just kind of re-energizes me and kind of makes me want to carry on again. Love that. What's your favorite food? Chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're the first one to say chocolate chip cookies. Okay. What is your favorite book you've ever read? Gosh, there are so many. There's one I really like called The Blessing of a Skinned Knee. Um, hmm, I've never read that. The Blessing of a Skinned Knee. Okay. And I'm drawing a bit blank on the author's name right now, which is terrible, but I will send it to you. Um, it's really about, you know, we're so often today trying to um, solve things for our children, trying to be kind of helicopters. We want the best for them and we want to help them. But really it's about how falling down and having to figure things out for yourself, and this applies to everyone that we've talked about this, is really better for you because then you develop the skills necessary to be resilient. So I really love that book. That's one of my favorites. That's awesome. I'm going to have to look that up. Okay, favorite movie? Favorite movie? Oh, gosh, I have so many. I love Steel Magnolias. Oh, that was such a good movie! (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. I love Always. That's with Richard Dreyfuss. I haven't seen that one. Uh, I just saw one the other day. I just, I mentioned it because I don't know. I've been watching more movies because of COVID. I'm sure we all are. But Elizabeth and Abdul, it's about Queen Elizabeth and um, Abdul, who was a servant working for her, but then they became great friends. That was a really good one I've seen recently. I'm going to have to look that one up too. Okay. If you had to pick the genre of a movie, that you escape to all the time, which one is it? Yeah, drama. I'm big on drama. <laughs> drama, drama, drama. I should watch, I watch comedies every once in a while, but I, I really like a good dramatic movie. Oh my gosh. I, I love drama. I love romance. Um, and I love comedy. And there is three key movies that I watch every time I'm in a flare or I'm just like, I can't take it anymore or whatever. Um, so something's got to give. Okay, love that one. Yes. Um, it's complicated. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and girls trip. 
Okay, girls trip. I'm telling you, when you gotta just laugh out loud, girls trip is it. it that that's my. Stupid love. Remember that crazy stupid love? Yes. That's a really good one. That's a laugh out loud. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I love uh, Judy. I uh, love Judy Drench. She's from yeah, yeah. the Elizabeth and Abdul movie that I watched. Yeah, that's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it. Really, just different. I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, and I love watching um, documentaries. Uh, yes. I just I love documentaries and. I also like sci-fi aliens, ancient ancient aliens. Like, how did people make these things in the world when we can't even roll a rock without a big? I love watching that stuff. Like, oh my gosh! And I sit there and I'm yeah, like, I, I find a good horror movie here and there either. Good scary movie. Okay. I just watched the scariest movie because the month of September and October we watched like Halloween scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Scary, like oh my gosh, about renting a house. It, it, I think it was called The Rental, and scary, scary, scary. Like people, be aware of your surroundings today. Yes. Be aware. Be aware of where you are, who's around you, what cars in front of you and back of you. It was scary that I actually made my daughter watch it. I watched it again. And now I'm out walk, walking my puppy to go pee pee and I'm like scanning the neighborhood. That's, you know, it's a good scary movie is when you're afraid to go outside. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I mean, I guess I love pretty much every everything and anything. And the one thing I love is waking up in the morning. And this is my routine. I wake up in the morning, whether I'm feeling bad or good, or had a horrible night's sleep or a great night's sleep. And I walk up to the mirror and I say, "Good morning. I love you." And that puts a positive mindset into my day. And ever since I've been doing this, I really feel like my days get better and they're not longer. Um, even when I'm not feeling well or, you know, I can't feel my leg right now because, you know, it's all pins and needles. But just those positive mindsets of moving forward in life. And I love reading poetry. How about you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I love it. I used to write poetry when I was younger. I was an English major undergrad, and then I switched to business once I kind of got out into the world. But, yeah, I definitely love poetry. I love writing. It's just a good creative outlet. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, favorite place in the world to travel? Oh, gosh, let me see. I think I really love Venice. It's so beautiful. No, isn't it? it oh, is. my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I can't wait to get back there. Um, I love Venice. I, I have to say, for the places that I've been to, Maui's my second home, but Paris will Paris always have my heart. Yes. I'm just... Uh. I was able to take the girls there for Christmas one year, and we had dinner on the Eiffel Tower, oh. and they, they have a skating rink where you can actually skate, and the girls learn to skate on the Eiffel Tower, which they love to tell people, because my oldest is actually a figure skater, and she tells everyone, well, I learned on the Eiffel Tower, so Paris is really, really amazing. It's amazing. The day we went, there was a thunderstorm. <laughs> the, way, the rain was coming in sideways, and as you know, it's all metal stairs. 
and you're walking up and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so yeah paris yeah paris, i don't know just so romantic i'm sure i'm gonna finally get to tuscany one day or someplace like that but that yeah nice. i love sitting in the cafes and people watching me too because my brain is like a thousand miles an hour of Ooh, what is their life like? What did they yes. eat this morning? What are they doing? And I don't know if that's the artistic side of my brain or like the person that, you know, writes. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, combination of both. I love to. I love people watching. I love traveling. I love new places. I think I would travel as much as I possibly could, you know, within reason, obviously, but I, I love traveling. I think it's amazing to get out and see new places and there's so much to explore really there's absolutely totally so much to explore in the world well let's t tell everybody again the name of the book what your website is where they can find you and go okay <laughs> so the book is called launch your inner entrepreneur 10 mindset shifts for women to take action unleash creativity and achieve financial success so just Launch Your Inner Entrepreneur is fine for research purposes. You can pre-order it on Amazon. My website is ownyourother.com. And you can find me on social. I'm C. Walters PhD on Twitter. I'm Charlene Walters PhD on Instagram. And you can find me also on LinkedIn, Charlene Walters PhD. I'd love to connect with anyone. I always enjoy social uh, relationships on social and just getting to know different people. So reach out anytime, and I love sitting here with all of you today. It's been great. Thank yes. you, John Marie, for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for honoring me. And the book is being released February. So that is the perfect Valentine's Day, and I just realized I have read on. <laughs> I didn't even like correspond that. Oh my gosh. So, all of you ladies in the world, all of you men in the world, pre-order her book today. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you are so welcome. And um, I actually need to get mine to you. I'm waiting for more author copies to come in um, so I can get them out. Because, like I said, I'm usually sending books out <laughs> more so than... I'm yeah. excited to send mine out to you. Well, cool. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. I'm sure it'll be awesome. It will make you, yeah, it'll make you cry, laugh, gasp, uh, be like, holy crap, she wrote about me. How does she know this? To <laughs> um, a love story, to tragedy, you name it. It's all in that book. And um, it will have you on a roller coaster of emotions for sure. Well, I can't wait to read it. It sounds amazing. Yeah. So, um, and wait till your book hits the wire. I never knew about the wire till the other day. Well, you know about it because you yeah. work in that industry. So my husband, I wake up Friday morning and my husband says to me, your book hit the wire. I'm like, it hit the what? <laughs> and I'm just waking up. So I'm really not comprehending anything. And right. you can explain the wire to us in a second, but I'm like, what's the wire? <laughs> He's like, your book hit the wire. I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about. He goes, the press. It goes out to the world. I'm like, oh, what? 
<laughs> so explain that to us if we have just enough time. What is the um, wire and how important is the wire? Yeah, well, it's definitely very important and it's, it's cool to see, like you're saying, that your book has this momentum and it's out to everyone and everyone knows about it and everyone's talking about it and you've created this giant buzz and people are able to find out about you and I just think like, I don't know, it's just almost got a life of its own is the best way to put it once it gets out there. So the wire is something that, like he says to me, he goes, I get news on the wire every day when I open my computer and I'm like, what? Like, you, are you talking about the little thing I press when I want to go find certain, he's like, no, it's the wire. <laughs> I still don't really get it, but I get it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it, your book is going to be hitting the wire. Yes. And I know, I'm telling you, I know that your book will be in the classrooms. Well, cool. Because if it isn't, I'm going to be getting on here in February and getting everyone to hear that it has to be in the classrooms. Very cool. <laughs> we will have a follow-up. We're going to have a follow-up interview. Yes. We are totally going to do a big celebration for Live with Domery 2021 live podcast. And we're going to have you on yes. when your book is released. And we're going to just watch your amazing journey unfold. So, Charlene, yeah. thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure. You are true inspiration to all women, all young women, all young men, and all older men, <laughs> teaching us all how to become your own successful entrepreneur of your life. You are too, so it's been a pleasure, and I thank you, and I look forward to future collaborations, and thank you yes. everyone for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. Have a fabulous day. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.